0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. And um, this episode, here we go, dude. Here we fucking go. I gotta do this one because Kodak said to scrap the last one. So there might be bits of that shit sprinkled in here somewhere. Don't know. Bit of a hybrid episode, probably. Um, And of course, as you can see off the bat, I'm wearing Tyler's glasses, baby. Okay, daddy's got the Ray-Bans on. But don't fucking fret. Okay, because you know what I did a text Tyler and he said this is word for word You can see the quote on the screen. There might be audio of him saying it if there is I'll play it now
1: Hey, man, it's cool If you wear my glasses for your podcast episode, it would go banging with that Britney Spears shirt you got
0: But the the quotes on the screen, so I mean you can't really fake a quote. He said his words Levi, I really want you to wear those Ray-Ban glasses that I accidentally left at your house three weeks ago because I think they go perfectly with your Britney Spears t-shirt for the next episode of the What Do We Doing podcast. So that's where we're at, and here we are. It's another fucking episode. And what better way to start this episode than with another wonderful fucking transition to two-minute news. And what I want you guys to realize... As I'm reading this entire article, trust me, I will be reading it in its entirety. But um, what I want you to realize is that, one, someone had to think about this. B, it actually happened. C, uh, someone got paid to put this online. Uh, And four, someone got paid to report on it on the TV and probably in person, and on the scene, and wherever this happened, and over there. And another person got paid to edit the article and look at it and approve it. Probably their boss. Here we go. Cows on the loose, temporary, close, I-81 in Pennsylvania. We know exactly where that is. We drive on I-81 every single day. Three cows temporarily shut down at Cumberland County Highway on Tuesday. The cows fell off a trailer traveling on I-81 in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, Tuesday afternoon and began roaming on the road. Holy shit, it happened right down the street. What are we doing with the cows, dude? Dude. Uh, I-81 was closed in both directions as Pennsylvania state troopers got the cows off the highway and into a fenced area. Police said at least two cows suffered minor injuries, uh, and I-81 was reported uh, open shortly after. And that's the end of the article, and that's what's going on in the state of Pennsylvania. We have no other problems, we have no other issues, no other mandates to deal with, no schools are freaking out, no one's worried about the mask anymore. The only concern that we've had in Pennsylvania this fucking week, because we're recovering from the corn on pizza devago last week, okay? The only concern that we have in this state this week now is the cows. Thank God, two out of the three, only suffered minor injuries. So part of the scrapped project, uh, or part of the scrapped episode with Kodak that we did um, a couple of days ago, we shortly and uh, very abruptly talked about um, NFTs and how he doesn't like them and how he doesn't uh, really um, get it or think that it's worth anything. Here, I'll. You know what? Here's the clip of Kodak giving his opinion on NFTs and cryptocurrency.
1: I'm not hating if you are an average Joe and can get in there and make some money real quick. Get in there, make your money. Hey, average Joe just turned into a millionaire. Straight up, you just played the system for high five. You did it. But let's call it what it is. That's what it is. That's what it should be. If you can get real money in your bank account from playing the system real quick and playing this whole NFT game and crypto game, cool. You got real money from that, but get your goddamn real money out as soon as possible. That's how I see it. Uh, And I also see it as, if you disagree with me right now, you're probably a crypto dude. My term, I'm coining it. You're a crypto dude. And you think you're one step ahead of everybody goddamn else. You ain't, buddy. Some of us are one step ahead of you, and we know to stay out of it all together. How do you feel about that?
0: Because you are a crypto dude. I just bought more Bitcoin this morning. I thought fu- why? Why Bitcoin? Uh, because it's down to like 38 grand. And anyone listening, here's how you can make a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. I'm talking six figures, more than six figures, more than twice some people's most of your friends' salaries. I'm going to tell you how you can make $120,000 a year as an independent artist in 2022, okay? Here's how it works. NFTs. Say it with me. NFTs. That's it, dude. Let's break it down. All you need as an artist is 10,000 dedicated fans, So if getting 10,000 dedicated means you need 50,000, you know what I mean? Or you need a hundred thousand or 10,000 is the exact number you need because you know each one of those people is ride or die for you. However you get those 10,000 people, you need 10,000 yeses for this to work. And that's easy because the internet exists. I just got 150 Twitter followers yesterday, Okay. So if I can get 150 in one day, you as an artist who's producing probably some of the greatest music in your area, let alone your state, let alone the country, you can get 10,000 people to rock with you, okay? So that's your first step. So if you don't have that, obviously work, grind, release music, do what you got to do, get that small following. 10,000 people is a small town. You can get ten thousand fans coming out of York County. I guarantee you, if I put my mind to it, I could get someone ten thousand fans as a as a as a musician. Easy do, easy, easy ten thousand. Nonetheless, get ten thousand fans. Spend the next twelve months creating mixtapes, albums, uh, CDs, uh, full length albums, short albums. Uh, a five-episode podcast series about your life, spend 12 months or however long you need. All you need is 12 projects. You need one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 projects to make this happen. So if you can pump out 10 CDs, 10 demos, 10 whatever, plus two more, you got 12. Now what you do is you create things. 1000 NFTs of each one of your projects, okay? There's a visual on the screen, stick with me. You make 10,000 versions of each of your albums, demos, podcast series, whatever projects you're doing, those 12 projects, make 10,000 of each copies. There's software online to do this, Google it, you'll find it. You sell each one each month. Each month you do a drop, you drop one album, one whatever. 10,000 NFTs of this project, it comes with all the MP3s, all the music videos, everything that your fans need for $1. You sell each project each month for $1 and your 10,000 fans now turn that $1 album sale into $10,000 each month. Why are they doing this? Because they're not only receiving the music and the files and the MP3s and the the behind-the-scene videos and the music video files that you include with the digital download, but because they're NFTs, you bake into the smart contract that every time they resell these NFTs to new and future fans and people who missed the drop and missed out and did this and that and whatever... They get a 20% royalty on every time that NFT is resold. The lifetime of them owning that NFT, they get 10% off merch. The lifetime of them owning that NFT, they get one free ticket to a live show. And, of course, the album and all of its files. They can download everything. They can just put those files on their MP3 player, sell off the NFT for whatever it's worth now. You started it out as a dollar. It might be $10. It might be $100. It might be $1,000, depending on how big the band gets. But you do that every month because you have 12 projects NFTed up. And your fans will come through every month because your fans only have to spend a dollar your fans have to spend $12 in one year on you. And if they can't do that, they're not your fans, okay? And now they have the opportunity to resell them for money. You make the money off of that deal with the royalties. They make monies off the deals with the royalties. They get 10% off your merch. They get tickets to live shows. They can sell them to their friends. They can trade with them. They can do whatever they want. The value as your band goes up of those NFTs will go up. You make money. Your fans make money. And that is how you directly fund a tour and everything else that Post Malone, Lizzo, Ed Sheeran, you want to do what they're doing? Do exactly what I just said. Get yourself 120 grand, fund your own tour, pick uh, 50 dates next year in the top 20 cities across the country, rent a shitty van, get the cheapest flight tickets on a Legion that you possibly can to get there, and have a blast. And I guarantee you when you're done, your Spotify, YouTube channel, and all that other shit will be replenished from all your new fans and all of the shit that you've done on the road at those 50 states and everything you're doing in the NFT space. You won't need to fund your own tours anymore. The fans will do it for you. And that's how the music industry is going to change. If you're an independent artist and you're not doing that right now, I don't know how to help you. I don't know how else to help. Like here's 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 what people don't understand, okay? Is that social media is about to be the equivalent to the beeper. In 10 to 15 years, social media will be equivalent to the beeper. There was a time like in middle and high school when like only business people and rich like office guys had beepers, dude. Okay. Then everyone got it. Beep, beep. Someone's calling. My mom's got one. She's a nurse. Everyone demonizes like the current, the what's happening now. What's happening now is always the wrong thing to do. Justin's motto is never be the first in line for anything. Right? So, everyone's scared of the new technology and the way things are happening. The same way people demonize the beeper and then the smartphone dude, right? Is the same in 20 years. Like we'll be dreaming of a much simpler time, like having like having a freaking iPhone, like having an iPhone with the Facebook app on it when now we're required to go to Facebook and with VR equipment and talk to our friends in the metaverse that way. Because as soon as Facebook goes all in on the metaverse, the Facebook app goes away. You know what I mean? Like it's inevitable, Um, like history. Like go talk to someone, like go talk to, if you have relatives, go talk to someone who lived or or like read an article from the 1920s about how the radio, I'll say the radio, the thing that we all still listen, the radio, AKA podcast, how the radio was destroying lives. Because kids wanted to stay inside and stand around and listen to baseball games instead of going outside and playing them like the 1880s. You know what I mean? Actually playing baseball. Like history is repeating itself. It's just a cycle. It's just a cycle after cycle after cycle. You thought we were gonna have these phones in our hands forever? No. Next step's the goggles. Next step's integration next steps just talking telepathically to each other or just thinking something and then it goes to the cloud or whatever the fuck elon musk comes up with next you know what i mean
1: this episode is brought to you by dude robe guys are you sick and tired of the old department store robes that cost hundreds of dollars and look like something from the 19th century we get it that's why we partner with dude robe what's a dude robe well i'll tell you Every dude robe comes with a premium hoodie material on the exterior, a super comfy towel-lined interior for enhanced drying, a permanently attached belt so you ain't gonna lose it, deep pockets to hold all your many gadgets on the inside and the outside, non-floppy arm cuffs so you ain't gonna look like you flapping when you get out the shower, matching shorts and pants options so you get the full fit, and it basically looks cooler than any other robe you've ever worn. Coming hot off their Shark Take appearance, Do Robes sold out robes on Good Morning America within five hours. But fear not, they got a fresh stock of robes ready to go exclusively for the What Are We Doing podcast listeners. Yup, that's y'all. Ready for this? Head on over to dorobe.com and check out their line of robes, shorts, loungewear, and more. And then, when you're ready to check out, use promo code WAD, W-A-W-D, For an additional 20% off. Did you hear me? W-A-W-D at checkout for an additional 20% off. Hey, step up your locker room game and get a dude robe. Duderobe.com, promo code W-A-W-D at checkout. Gets you 20% off. Dude robe, men's luxury hood, bath, robes.
0: Get at me. The education department forgives $415 million in student debt for borrowers who attend for non, uh, or I'm sorry, <clears throat> borrowers who attend for-profit schools. Uh, the uh, Let me say it again. The Education Department forgives $415 million in student debt from borrowers who attended for-profit schools. Let's read the article, shall we? Just a little bit. The U.S. Department of Education has announced that it will cancel the student loans of nearly 16,000 borrowers who attended certain uh, for-profit schools, including DeVry University. Their relief comes out at four, $415 million in total. The department remains committed to giving borrowers discharges when the evidence shows their college violated the law and standards said education secretary in the statement on Wednesday. Here's where it gets interesting. Students count on their colleges to be truthful, they said. Unfortunately, unfortunately, today's findings show too many instances in which students were misled into loans at institutions for programs that could not deliver what they promised. The department found that between 2008 and 2015, DeVry misled students by claiming that 90% of its graduates who actively seek employment obtain jobs in their field of study within six months of graduation. In reality, the job placement was close to over 58%, according to the department. Donna Schultz, a spokesman for DeVry University, said the school's board and leadership have changed since the federal government first made the allegations. Blah, 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 and now they're going to defend themselves. So basically, DeVry University said, you come to our school, you're getting a job. Let's look up DeVry. I've never uh, heard of DeVry. I've never seen DeVry University. Let's let's give them a Goog. DeVry University. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. DeVry, programs built for life. Oh, they're still open. Okay. So even though we're relieving the debt of all these students, the school is still open. And okay. This looks nice. Looks expensive. I mean, it's a for profit school. I'm sure it is expensive. I'm sure it's I'm sure this is kind of like um Yeah, okay. Multiple locations, Philly, Pittsburgh, Miami, all that stuff. That's interesting. You know what? It sounds it sounds like um. Where did I, where did I hear about this before? Shoot, where did I? That's right, that's right, my fucking college. The Art Institute of York, Pennsylvania. Where they told me all my wildest dreams would come true. Now, all I'm saying is, if the department forgave DeVry kids because they lied about the percent of workforce labor when the fact that me, Megan, Dan, maybe four other people from the class of 2013 at AIY are actually web developers or something similar in their fields. Isn't that interesting? Six months after graduation, I found the kid I sat beside for six years working at the prepaid phone section in Walmart. Okay, now look, I'm not knocking the hustle. Like, I'm not knocking the Walmart employee. That's fine. I'd work there. I love selling phones. I worked at Radio Shack, same thing. You know what I mean? But when you just got done spending $100,000 on a $30,000 education, for three years spending more dollars count even countless more dollars on macbooks art kits and then have every opportunity to go straight from school to an internship to a part-time to full-time job like the rest of us did and you throw that away then shit you should probably keep your student loans like cancel my shit. I've done everything I can do with my degree. I own the business. It's done for me. Get rid of them. The Art Institute is the biggest scam in college history that I've ever freaking seen. If DeVry kids can get their shit canceled, then why is the Art Institute not doing the same? Hey, buddy, my school doesn't exist anymore. Who am I paying back? And I asked this question, and my good friend Carlos said, You're paying back the government. The school already got their money. So, if the Art Institute of York can't handle their fucking money from the government, why should I be responsible to pay back mine when I was lied to about how many kids in our school were going to go get jobs at graduation? Making me buy $1,000 art kits for shit. For what? You don't draw. I'm a web developer. Cancel my shit. <laughs> Fellas, listen up because this episode's brought to you by Blue Chew. Here's a scenario for you. You just get done having sex. You say, hey, self, my d could have been a lot harder. Mm, and you're probably right. So. We've partnered up with our friends at Blue Chew. I use it and it's changed my life. If you go to wadpod.com backslash blue, that's W-A-W-D-P-O-D.com, wadpod.com backslash blue, B-L-U-E, the link's down below, you can click it yourself. wadpod.com backslash blue, we're gonna give you $20. $20 off your first order, which means it's basically free. You only pay $5 for shipping. That's wadpod.com backslash blue. Your first order of Blue Chew is going to be virtually free. Only pay $5 in shipping. I got it. I did this. I immediately ordered more. I have more on the way because of how amazing this product is. It has changed my life. Your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your whoever will thank you. Go to wadpod.com backslash blue. It'll change your life. Blue Chew. Get chewing. Have you watched the Olympics? They're over now.
1: No. The, the oh. Olympics, they just oh. happened. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't watching some of them figure skaters, yo.
0: Oh, yeah. Meg saved some of those videos. I don't they, know why I got dude, so into they that. They lift those girls up with their pinkies and then just flick them through the air. And then they oh, do 18 the turns.
1: Let's go. This
0: is a couple years
1: 2007. ago. This is real. Well, oh, the peak of music.
0: This is real. Here we the go. peak of music. Yep, here we go. right?
1: 2002 to like 2008. Yeah. The best time for music, I say.
0: Yes. Here we go. We're, we're skiing now.
1: Okay. Yep, skiing. So, 50 cents playing moving. in the background. Now it's the Frenchman, Yannick Bertrand. It's Frenchman. Here we go. 26-year-old in his fifth year on the World Cup. Now I've under, never understood that. Are they supposed to hit the flag? Still looking for his first ever podium. They just have to touch it starting back So they the are supposed to touch the flags. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think yeah, so. I think they're just allowed to touch the, the flags. goes over that jump? Oh, here we go, pretty here we go. and solid through the air. Oh no. He's going fucking fast. Now the merely threat jump. Listen. Shit. Oh no.
0: Oh, he's good. he's got it. He's they're cooking. He is run with a pretty he good is. run developing here.
1: But over a second behind at the split.
0: Okay. Oh here oh. it comes.
1: Through the yes turn, Yannick Berthol. Oh. oh, nah. Well, you better keep skating. No. Skiing through the S turn. Yannick Berthol. Oh. No.
0: The scream. The scream. <laughs> the scream. You could hear it. You could
1: hear it. And if you're a man, you could feel it. Wow. Watch this again. Oh, oh the Frenchman. Oh, monsieur. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: The announcer. <laughs> oh, monsieur. Uh, the announcer. So Dude, that just, scream. Oh. <gasps> Because you imagine, like, how fast you think he's going at least like 50 or 60, right? At least 50, they're cruising down the you side, like, going. gotta be like 50, at least dude, 40, yeah. at least 50,
1: 40 50. And yeah, you for sure,
0: smack those metal Which, poles that have been when you ain't got a metal
1: box around you, right? Is fucking fast, let me tell you.
0: Yeah, here's a quick story, and I'll have screenshots on the screen, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, so this is why I love Facebook, right. So I post this, um, this video and it's absurd. The, the, the page on Facebook is called five minute crafts for your kids. Okay. But they're taking like a penny and like welding it and like making a chain out of it. And like, it's literally a 16 day process, not a five minute craft. Okay. But of course I said, Hey, here's a fun craft to do with your kids because it's Facebook and it's funny. Uh so then a couple people saw it, a couple people commented and was like, Yeah, right. This would take my kids way more than five minutes. And then I responded and said, Well, good for you. It took Ollie about seven, but good for you. Um, so then uh this guy, Jimothy, tags me in this uh kids crafts uh video, like another page for kids' crafts, but it was like this 16 layer like Thing or whatever, and it just wasn't a kid's craft. Okay, it's not, it's just clickbait, it's for views, it's whatever on Facebook. So, Jimothy tags me in it and says, Here you go, Levi, here's another kid's craft. So then I said, Seems unlikely. It's a whole lot of money in this motherfucker
1: now. Nothing throws me over the motherfucking edge faster than when you go, yeah, can I get four, can I get six McDoubles with we'll only ketchup and only onions? And you could hear them go,
0: <sighs>
1: <laughs> as they're putting it yep. in. I say, oh, yep. make one more side, bruh. Listen, I didn't tell you to work at McDonald's. Yeah, I didn't tell Listen. you to work at Sheets. I didn't tell you to work at Burger King. I didn't tell you to work at the drive or or the car wash. Yep. I didn't tell you where to work, but you motherfucking worked there. Yep. So put a goddamn smile on your face <laughs> and give me some goddamn service, okay?
0: Oh, yeah, bro. Period. The last time we were just at McDonald's, uh, Meg's wanted this was her exact order. She just gets a, a cheeseburger with only ketchup and onion. Or ketchup and pickles, I'm sorry. Cheeseburger, ketchup and pickles, that's it. Okay. We get it out of the bag. She's like, "Mm, that seems thin. I'm like, yeah, it does. And Mm. she's like, oh, that's because it is. It was literally a patty and the bun. No cheese, no ketchup, no pickles. Oh,
1: jeez. I walk, I walk. Petty bitches. I walk. Petty bitches. I walk
0: in up to the counter. I hand it to the girl. I said, I need cheese, ketchup and pickles on this, please. She looks at it and says, cheese? That's a hamburger. And I said, no shit. It's supposed to be a Uh, cheeseburger. She thought she was scolding you, yeah. And so then the guy. You don't see cheese on that bitch, right? Because yep. that's a yep. ham barrier
1: yep. actually. And
0: so then the guy from the back making the burgers pops his head out. And he's like, yo, shoot, whatever her name was, what's going on? And I yelled back. I said, I need a cheeseburger with only ketchup and pickles on it. And he said, okay, sir, bet. Made it in 10 seconds. I walked out the door. I said, this little like, girl. What are this you pissed- giving me a hard time for, yo? Right. You got
1: all the patties in a drawer back there. Right, right. Take two patties out the motherfucking drawer. Throw them on a the goddamn bun. Put some cheese on it, a pickle on it. Throw some ketchup on it. Give me my shit. You just work at the register, yo. You ain't even taking the patties out the drawer.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for watching another episode of the What Are We Doing podcast. Thank you to our sponsors this week, Blue Chew and Dude Robe. Thank you guys so much. Use your promo code WAD. You know the links are in the description. widepod.com backslash links is all you need. My Fuck everybody. is <laughs> It's
1: Kodak. You know that. If you didn't know that, now you know that. Except so we don't do that no more.